This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. On the line I have uh, Jamie Strange, Labour MP for Hamilton East. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm not too bad. I think I'm surviving okay. It's uh, going to be one of those very, very wet weeks by the look of the weather forecast. How are you, by the yeah. way? You okay? Yeah, no, yep. Yeah, doing okay. Um, yeah, we certainly need some rain. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone else will be the same. The ground is rock hard. I was doing some digging on the weekend and it was hard work. <laughs> I bet it was. So, um, yeah, we certainly need some rain. Um, hope, hopefully everyone stays safe in terms of the storms. Yep. Um, yeah, just be careful with, with, you know, in terms of the driving in particular. Um, mm. But, um, but yeah, yeah, we, we um, certainly need some rain, so it is good, it's good to have some. Something like that a long way, yes, indeed. The uh, COVID mandate, so uh, on the way out, are they? Yeah, well, today's a big day for Cabinet. Um, yep. So, so um, Cabinet will meet today to make decisions yep. on um, all aspects of the COVID response, actually. Um, right. But, but um, certainly COVID mandates are part of that. Um, COVID mandates, uh, um, scanning, vaccine passports. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... So um, basically, as people know, the vaccine passports expire around the middle of the year. Um, yep. Chris Hipkins has said they're unlikely to, to um, carry on. Um, but look, I mean, you know, we'll wait and see what Cabinet decides today. Yes. Uh, we have got Australians coming back to the country mid-April. Um, uh, fully vaccinated Australians are allowed in. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like things are sort of starting to, you know, things are starting to open up. We've got really high vaccination rates, which is mm. you know, which is the key to all of this. Um, yeah, I know. I you know, I, I've had a number of friends who have had who have had COVID, yes. um, and mm. although it has been uncomfortable, you know, fortunately for them, um, they have been vaccinated um, and haven't had any serious serious complications. So, the the, the vaccination rates are the key. Um, we are up around that ninety five percent. Yes. With, you know, and 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 the full credit to the country. So that that gives us some options in terms of starting to open up. Well, that's really good because I think uh, we're getting a bit oh, tired of everything. But it's, uh, I think the government, yeah. on the other hand, if I might say so, have uh, been responsible right throughout this whole time. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I mean we've taken an, an approach um, around saving lives first and foremost. So that's been the number one priority. Um, yes, that has caused, caused some inconvenience for people um, and certainly some challenges um, you know, particularly in some aspects of the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the key thing is, um, we, you know, we have we have saved lives um, as a government, uh, and and also the responses have been based on health advice. Um, so, you know, other countries have taken different approaches. Um, you know, where you know, whereas for us, it's been very much based on health response and um, and 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 also saving lives. Um, and the economy has has held up pretty well. There are some really challenging areas, um, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of tourism, in terms of events, in terms of hospitality. Absolutely, um, but other aspects of the economy have have continued to do very well. Uh, yeah, but look, um, and of course, uh, you know, cabinet will make the decisions today, and 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 actually do. Uh, they'll be announced on Wednesday in terms of those decisions. All oh, right, OK, we'll look forward to that. And uh, the yeah. effects on New Zealand of the Ukraine war uh, isn't a good one. Things are going up and we're um, could yeah. be short of gra- grain and things like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ukraine is a huge grain producer. Um, you know, we've already seen the impacts at the petrol pump. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Ukraine war, um, and then obviously we've got you know we've got some um, global inflation going on all across the world. So it is a bit of a challenging time. Um, uh, look, um, as a country, you know, we've given aid to Ukraine. Yep. And we and we are taking four thousand um, uh, family members of Ukrainians in New Zealand. We okay. Are, yep. We. You know we are bringing them in, um, so I mean, I mean, like that's going to be going to be really good for those family members who are here in New Zealand. You know, to be able to support their loved ones. Uh, so we are doing our bit. Um, look, I mean, I mean, like what's happening over there is absolutely terrible. Um, absolutely, and, um, everybody would say that. You know, and we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the reality is we shouldn't have a country invading another country. Um, um, yeah, it's the worst large-scale invasion. Um, that um, Europe has seen since World War Two, mm. so it is really serious, um, and we're taking taking a strong stand. We passed legislation last week, um, the, yep. the Russia sanctions bill, uh, which is ena- uh, which enables us to 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 um, sanction um, Russian oligarchs who who have association with Vladimir Putin. So it gives us that opportunity, and also to, and also to put further economic sanctions on Russia. So we are doing our bit as a country in terms of in terms of taking a stand against this. Right. Well, that's an interesting one actually, because uh, looking at it all, the um, um, war over there is uh, really something awful. And uh, I was surprised how many Ukrainians are in New Zealand. In fact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's certainly. Yeah, there are. There are certainly quite a few here. Um, and look, I mean, I mean, like I said, you know, bringing over four thousand Ukrainians, it does put a bit of pressure on our, on our, our, you know, um, our various systems. Yes. But it is the right thing to do. Um, this is absolutely terrible what's happening over there. Um, so hopefully those family members are able to get their. Fa- hopefully the Ukrainians in New Zealand are able to get their family members sure. out of the country. Yes. Or if they've already left the country, obviously it makes it a lot easier. Um, but even just hearing reports overnight um, of of uh, Russians. Um, um, taking Ukrainians across the border into Russia oh, yeah, um, and putting them in camps. Absolutely um, horrible. Yes, really horrific. You know, taking their passports off them. Uh, yeah, the reality is, is uh, Vladimir Putin is a tyrant. Um, yeah, and well, I don't uh, think the world and we're doing our part. I don't think the world's seen anybody like him since Adolf. To <laughs> be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, look, it's really concerning what's happening over there. Yeah, um, yeah, and hopefully. Um, I know that peace talks are continuing, um, so hopefully we can have a positive outcome at the end of this, but it's certainly... I I, I, I just really feel for the Ukrainian people. Yeah. And uh, one of the unpopular things that the government seems to be doing is the Three Waters takeover. I've heard a lot of uh, grump about that uh, from our local councillors as well, and uh, is it a good idea that you're going ahead to take the water over? <laughs> yeah, well, the reality is we've got... Um, uh, we've got boil notices all all over New Zealand, yeah. um, and we and we saw in Havelock North, uh, you know, some of the challenges around 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 clean drinking water. Um, we have around seventy councils in New Zealand, each with their own wastewater, drinking water, um, yep. and stormwater system. So that's the three waters, uh, you know. But uh, particularly in terms of the drinking water, a lot of that infrastructure is ageing. Um, and as a government, we feel it's not sustainable for each council to run their own system. So it makes sense to have, you know, basically to have larger projects, yes. um, larger water projects built across the country, and councils work together in terms of accessing that water. 
um, it provides economies of scale. It provides, you know, it provides sacred drinking water. Um, yeah, and you know, and and it means the expertise can be pulled in that area rather than each council trying to do it themselves. Um, look, look, we're certainly, you know, we're certainly hearing the feedback from some councils who yep. who don't want that to happen, um, and you know, and and uh, very much taking that on board as 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 we work through it. It's mm. been led by by the Honourable Nanaia Mahuta. Um, so she's she's taking a lead on it, and she is actively engaging with councils. Um, so we're in that that um, consultation process with councils at the moment. Um, I think that, I think that most people deep down think that something like this needs to happen. Um, it's it's just it's just it's just how it plays out. And, yeah. You know, you've got councils like Hamilton who have been doing very well, and Hamilton saying, "Well, we've been doing well. Why should we be penalised?" There's other councils who have been who you know who haven't been doing very well, haven't been putting their money in. Um, um, you know, and they're yep. at times a little bit quieter mm. because they know that they can't sustain it. So there is quite a disparity between councils across the country in terms of what they have been delivering and the infrastructure that they currently have. Fair enough too. Well, thank you for clarifying that one. Um, and mm. finally, uh, I think there's been uh, the petrol tax coming off uh, has helped a little bit. It's a step in the right yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, look. I mean, it, it it certainly is really challenging at the moment in terms of the inflationary pressures, um, and petrol is right at the front of it. Mm. You know, we've seen the uh, the um, cost of a barrel of oil es- escalate dramatically in the past, and you know, in the past few months. Yes. Um, and so it's a global issue all around the world. Um, yeah, and as and as the government, we're doing our bit. Um, you know, in terms of making it easier at the pump. Um, in saying that. You know, we acknowledge petrol prices are are very high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, as a government, we can keep we can keep working to to you know to to um, support support that. The other yep. thing we are doing though is um, uh, we are halving the cost of, of of public transport. Yes. So you know, we do want to see more people using public transport. Um, uh, we've got an excellent bus network. Yep. Um, yeah, and I encourage I encourage people to use it. Um, yeah. You know, we've got the the um, Sihuia train service heading up to Auckland, which I've taken a number of times myself. Um, and and the reality is, public transport is fairly affordable in New Zealand. Um, and by halving it, um, you know, you know, uh, uh, basically halving the cost for the next three months and hopefully for longer, we we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, hopefully that will encourage more people to use public transport. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.